0: Hey, what's going on? Welcome to The Doug Show. My name's Doug Huntington, and today we're gonna to go over a case study from a frequent guest, Melissa Palmer. She's been on a few times sharing stories. I honestly can't remember uh, all of them, but we'll link up in the description. Today we're gonna to talk about how she was able to uh, buy a site in the last few months here, grow the traffic from about 20,000 page views to 50,000 page views, and got into Mediavine very quickly. So we'll talk about her strategies. We'll get into some of the details on how she saw the opportunity with this particular site and how you might do the same thing. So Melissa, how's it going today?
1: It's going great. How are you doing?
0: Doing good. I have uh, been struggling with my voice in the last like three weeks with, um, I don't know, I, I don't get allergies. Luckily, uh, I have
1: heard, though, that this year is like crazy because I know my yeah. allergies are even worse than usual. And it's like people who don't usually have them have them suddenly. So,
0: yeah. And there's like we had Canadian wildfire smoke. We had several that weeks ago. And I was going to say you had it last it now, right?
1: week and it was insane. It looked like a scene from the apocalypse looking outside the window of my house. It was disturbing.
0: It gets pretty bad. So that kind of triggered it. And anyway, feeling great now. I'm going to talk a little closer because sometimes I talk louder than I need to. I'll just get closer to the mic. So we're going to do that. It'll be like uh, ASMR. Maybe I'll start a new (laughs) channel. I'll I'll (laughs) rebrand everything. Hopefully it won't be that bad. But let's get a quick intro for people that haven't heard your other interviews. So what's your story?
1: Uh, Hi, everybody. My name is Melissa Palmer. I have been blogging since... 2014. Uh, my background is in technology and engineering. I worked in the tech industry for years and years and years. My first blog was actually a tech blog. Um, and I actually stumbled across Doug's course in 2019. And the only reason I can remember that off the top of my head so easily was when I was on maternity leave after I had my daughter and I know when she was born. And I actually emailed Doug and I'm like, I'm on maternity leave. So can you just like unlock this whole puppy so I can blow through it real quick? Like I don't have a lot of time here. I'm sure not a lot of people do that. Um, <laughs> but I actually decided uh, last, almost a year ago, wow, last July, uh, July 2022, to leave my full-time job in the tech industry to focus more on my portfolio of blogs and teaching other people things I have picked up along the way. So here I am.
0: Very good. Okay. So we'll link up. People could check out your other interviews. Absolutely. It's always cool to see the progression, especially because I think some of the interviews are like a couple years old. Yeah, so, they are. <laughs> so people can like hear just the confidence that has grown and like the different mm-hmm. things that you have done. A lot of times, like I think the first interview was like you hit three hundred dollars in yeah, a month or something, something
1: like, like that. that.
0: It's still exciting, still it fun, exciting. but is. now the threshold of you being exciting or excited <laughs> about something that you've accomplished is much different. So this is one of those cases. So the other thing we'll I'll point out without forcing people to go back to the other interviews is you have a handful of sites. How many sites do you have?
1: Oh man, I hate when people ask me. that. It's like over 20. I have a lot of websites. um, I have some I actively work on that are good money makers. I have some that I call like uh, incubation sites that I'm trying to bring up to speed. And then I have like a whole crop of lower traffic sites I just kind of mess around with. And eventually they'll make their way forward into the kind of larger group.
0: Perfect. And I remember you also said that uh, it's kind of, it's like your hobby too. So you're doing it for work, but like, it's just fun to do keyword research, have a site over there and you like to write. I love
1: it. And I, it's so bad. I actually, um, I was doing demos for like a little keyword research course I have coming off and I use a lawn and garden demo uh, example because I always talk about chainsaws or chicken recipes when I'm like on a podcast or my courses, right? So I'm like going through this whole thing, how to do keyword research for like lawn and garden. So I'm like, wow, I actually found some like good stuff here. Like maybe I need to start another site, but no, 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 no more. Yeah. No more.
0: That's what happens. Maybe. You you accidentally find a, a good set of keywords. All right, cool so you have a you have a bunch of sites, but you were like, "Hey, I want to buy one so talk about how um you you found the site, and i yeah it we'll back into some other stuff but how How did you find the site? What kind of okay. criteria were you looking for?
1: Yeah, so I look for something very specific when I buy a site um, I'm not sure if other people look the same thing, different things whatever, but I'm looking for sites with a lot of content uh I bought my first blog and 2021, I think, and it was a blog that had a ton of content, and I doubled the organic traffic in six months just doing content updates. No new content, right? So content optimization, I would say, is like my SEO niche. So I look for stuff where I know I can optimize content, and I look for, like, technically distressed sites. Like, I love to see a, a not-so-nice WordPress theme because I can fix that in, like, half an hour and stuff like that, right? Um, So I would say I almost look for look for I don't want to say like distressed assets cuz that sounds like really really negative and I don't mean it in a negative manner but I definitely look at stuff that I know with my particular skill set I can turn around very quickly or maybe not even quickly right but I know with my skill set I can add to it and make it better like I'm not going to go buy a beautiful pristine blog that's perfect like I have no interest in that whatsoever
0: Perfect So in uh real estate the analogy would be a fixer upper, like maybe you're. Buying I did a that. I did that
1: release. in real life. I bought a short sale and I fixed it up. I don't know if I would ever do that again, but I would buy a website that I needed to fix up again. I'm not sure about the house, though. It's a totally different economy scale.
0: <laughs> yeah, it takes so much time too, and it's not. Depending on what you like to do, it's not as fun. But yeah, you could think of it as like you know a house from the mid '90s,
1: updated, right? Exactly. I'm going to put in a new kitchen, new bathrooms. Of all stuff I did in this house, ironically enough, but like, you know, cosmetic-y type stuff a lot of time.
0: Okay. Perfect. How much content was on the site?
1: Uh, There was um, a couple of hundred posts. So there was like a lot of really nice content and it was high quality content, right? Like I have seen assets that are not high quality content and I'll turn my head at them, right? I want something that's good that I can make better. I don't want uh, something that is just like, you know, it's not reading, right? It doesn't look nice um, from a content perspective, like the blog posts themselves, right? Like there's a level of improvement I wanna do, but uh, there's a thing in computing garbage in, garbage out, right? So if you start with garbage, you're gonna end up with garbage, right? So I definitely look for a level of quality. Um, in the content, I'm just looking for more potential, right? Like I'll run it through Ahrefs or something like that and be like, okay, where can I see places where I can make quick gains by updating content based on these keywords and stuff like that.
0: So you're looking for, in air quotes, technically distressed sites, but you don't want the content to be too right. bad. Right. So. I want the
1: content to be good. But if it's like the font is ugly and it's slow, and I don't like the theme, like that's all stuff like I can fix in, like I said, half an hour. That's not okay. a big deal to me. And you see a lot of weird um one advice I give to people that I work with all the time is don't get too hung up on how your website looks, right? Especially out of the gate because, oh, I have to have this font and this color and this, this, and this. Like, first of all, you're wasting a lot of time where you can write in content. And second of all, like, Google doesn't care what it looks like. They don't care about the font. As pretty as you might think it is, it might be hard to read and people don't usually see stuff like that. Um, so any of that kind of stuff, like, I'll just kind of kick out the door almost immediately.
0: What do you system look for? System fonts for
1: the win. I love system fonts. Everything yeah. gets set to system fonts. Forget it. We're not doing, we're not dealing with any of that other stuff.
0: Yeah, I agree on that. <laughs> when uh, you're looking at the content, what qualities are you looking for to delineate quality versus not quality?
1: Uh, I will say this. If it's AI written, I can tell in about 30 seconds after reading like five posts, right? And when I say AI written, I don't mean AI assisted. And I know this is something you talk about a lot too, Doug, is that AI can be a great helper for us, but it should not be writing our blog post start to finish for us. Cause you can tell if I can tell as a human, guess what? Go- the Google algorithm can probably tell too. Um, so uh, that's like a complete turn off for me. If it's not written well, if it doesn't read well, um, if the articles are like short, but they're good, that's okay. I can add to them. But like if I'm not having a good experience consuming the content in the sense of the pictures are gross or I, don't like reading it, it's not reading right. That's where I start kind of losing interest personally because that's like a little too much on the rehab side.
0: So it's more of an intuition when you're reading? Yeah,
1: it's more intuition, I think. Like I, I've, uh, I'm have i a pretty good writer. I've done a lot of writing in my career in addition to blogging and stuff like that. I have a good handle on how to, um, I have background and marketing too, so I have a good handle on how to present things to other people too. If it's just not like reading well to me, like I'm not really gonna go down that path.
0: One thing that I've seen with the AI content is that it's written pretty well. The structure's very good. There's not mistakes like we used to well, say. It's not
1: natural though. At least not to me.
0: Well, I'm I'm with you. I think when I read something, I'm like, ah, it's a little too sterile. If you apply if you're like, hey, write in the style of like James Clear or Tim Ferriss, they'll like try and sneak in too much shit. And they're like, yeah. they'll try to throw in like four hour work week for no reason like it's irrelevant (laughs) to the topic um but what i was going to say is it's it's almost it's not natural but the thing is like there's uh mistakes that people make when it is natural and it's kind of fucked up so like in the past i would now when i look at it i'm like it's actually too good i don't think like there and
1: there right like t-h-r-e yeah. and t-h-e-i-r like misusing yeah. stuff like that like that kind of stuff if i read it doesn't really turn me off my god like, oh, a little bit of grammar problem right but you're right it's like almost sanitized it's like too like and i think it yeah. almost is like harder to connect with the content right because at the end of the day ideally we want people to bookmark our site and come back or follow us on the social platforms and come back for more and get our newsletter and all that kind of stuff too right and if you can't connect with the content, you're not going to do anything like that. So if you're too sterile, too sanitized, um, I think people are going to have a trouble kind of connecting with it. And I mean, it depends on your strategy, right? It depends on how you're going to do things. Like if you're trying to build a brand or just a website, et cetera, et cetera. But yeah, yeah. I, I definitely, now that I think about it, that kind of sterile feeling. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's like too- a robot wrote it. Oh, it's wait, too- <laughs> they did.
0: It's too clean. Yeah, and I think, I mean, things have been changing really fast, and then we'll, we'll move off of AI topics, at least for the short term. But like, I think things will change really fast. Like, There are people that are publishing a lot of content right now using AI, and it's probably fine for the topic area. It doesn't need to have personality. People are not going to come back to it anyway. But I think things are going to shift a lot in the next, whatever, six months, 18 months, whatever, and then things will be different. I don't know how. Uh, i have no idea but i i
1: I gotta be honest i am like tempted to start a straight up ai site like just like all ai all the time and kind of see how it goes Uh, i am tempted
0: yeah i mean i think like you know i need
1: another little hobby, right you don't i I, I love her stuff like i what i would actually probably follow i have an idea to apply her methods to and i'm kind of like should i should not should i should not should not should not yeah i should have some good stuff like it, it depends on the purpose, right? Like it depends on what your goals are. If you're just like, I want content and I want a portfolio of sites with a lot of traffic to bring me a lot of money, then AI is, I think, totally fine. Um, but you have to realize that there might come a time where you have to pay the piper, like the product review updates that were old through, right? And I'm a i am I got uh I took Doug's course, but I might not have followed with everything he said to the letter. Because I had a couple, I started getting a little overconfident and I was like, ah, I'm just going to blast out a hundred best of posts. Who cares? Right. And it was ranking and it was doing great. It didn't matter until one day it suddenly did yeah. because I didn't do things the right way. I had to pay the price. Right. Um, which is totally fine. It happens. But, you know, we might see the same thing with AI too, at some point.
0: We have no idea. Okay. Who
1: knows what the future holds?
0: Let's transition.
1: I the AI does. <laughs> <laughs> We should ask JetGPT.
0: I've already, uh, it's funny enough, I've asked a few times and uh, put in the newsletter. People love it in the newsletter to just hear like what other people think and then what the AI thinks too. So, okay, let's move on. Let's talk about your strategy uh, (laughs) to grow the traffic so quickly. And there there were probably a handful of things. So let's hear sort of the checklist as you went down and accomplished it.
1: So I wanted to do this fast. And it's funny because when I started it, I reached out to Doug and I'm like, hey, Doug, I I'm buying this site. Do you want to do like a little case study or something? Blah, blah, blah. We were talking about it. And then, you know, life happened. And it's like, yeah, I'm done. Like it's done. It's over. We got there. We're good. Uh, so my results were great. So let's talk about how I actually did it. Now, keep in mind, I bought a site that already had a ton of content on it. Um, I can specifically tell you that I updated 40 posts. That was the number of posts that I updated. I also added two new um, content pillars, topics, whatever you want to call them, because I am a big believer in topical authority. So I added 30 posts across two new uh, content pillars that made a lot of sense for the site. They weren't there already, but just because of the nature of the site, they fit really well. It was a natural fit. And I think that really had something to do with it. Um, it wasn't necessarily like an exact match to the domain or anything, but if you looked at the domain and looked at the content, you would be like, yeah, that makes sense for it to be there. Um, conversely, I've taken other sites and I've just been like, I'm going to make this site about X, Y, Z, and I'm going to do it. I'm going to blast out a bunch of articles and it works over time, but it takes time to build that topical authority in Google's eyes, right? And I think when you're working with something that naturally fits in with what you already have, that Google already trusts you doing, um, I think that actually goes a long way. So updated 40 posts and I uh, added 30 net new posts and let me go through some graphic numbers, okay? Um, so I was at 30,000 sessions at the end of March when I bought the site. Towards the end of March, by the end of April, I was at thirty nine thousand sessions. Now, here is where I messed up a little bit um, when it comes to speed. Like now, I'm kind of like, could I have done this faster? And I think I could have. I am very analytical in the sense of I like to understand how a site works. For example, I like to know for my sites if I write a new piece of content, how long does it take to get indexed? When do I start getting clicks and when does it peak in the sense of when do I start seeing the really good consistent traffic from a particular article? And I really like to analyze those numbers. So I started doing that and I started adding new content at the beginning of April, but I was kind of slow because I was trying to um, figure all that out. So I was doing it. I was chugging along. I was updating. I was adding. But I wasn't like, boom, 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 let's go with it necessarily. Because I knew, all right, I got to figure this out. As it turns out, with this particular site, right around the one month mark from when you hit publish is when you start seeing really, really nice results. Within a couple of days, you're getting a couple of clicks. But by a month, you're seeing, you know, you're seeing Google Search Console shoot up all of a sudden and go, whoa, where did that come from? And it's been around the month from publish date for all the articles. So by the end of April, beginning of May, I was starting to notice all this stuff kind of catching up. So then I started really hammering it. Then I was like, okay, let's go, let's go, let's go. And I started really slamming content on there and working on updates. So I ended April at 39,000 sessions and I ended May at 49,000 sessions. Um, And I want to talk about a little experiment that I did here because, you know, me and my experiments. We had a holiday in the United States at the end of May, uh, the last Monday, May, called Memorial Day. And I decided the Wednesday before Memorial Day, let me write an article about Memorial Day. Why not? And this is not something I preach. Usually because I'm like, oh, you want to like give your content time and be ahead of the holiday. But I'm like, let's just try it. Right. So I posted at 10 p.m. on Wednesday when I woke up Thursday morning. I already had one click from Google, which is like, oh, really? You're excited about one click yeah. from Google. But it was indexed near instantly and started getting traffic near instantly. On Memorial Day, I got about um, 500 views on it. Which is like, you know, it's nice. It's one day a year. It was kind of trending up over the weekend, a couple hundred every day. I got 500 on Memorial Day, um, which was pretty cool. But that's not like earth shattering. It was more like kind of seeing how the experiment went and that kind mm-hmm. of stuff. Um, so Memorial Day was the 29th. On June 5th, I hit my 50,000 sessions and I applied to Mediavine. I heard back from them a week later that I was accepted. And today is June 14th, and I'm sitting at 60,000 sessions. So it nice. still is growing. it's still growing. Um, I will say that I took my foot off the gas towards the end of May, beginning of June, because I knew it was going to hit. Like, I knew it was coming. I was watching the growth every day, and, like, it was just going up. I'm like, all right. And I had almost calculated to the day when I would be able to apply for Mediavine, right? And I was dead on, except I was a day early because I published that Memorial Day article. Right. Um, so I was like pretty much ready to go um, and it's still going up. But I will say I kind of like took my foot off the gas a little bit. I haven't been putting as much content on because I was just kind of waiting for it to hit. Um, I probably should have kept the gas on and I will be putting the gas back on and keep going, keep going. But that was kind of really interesting to see and be able to actually execute on a lot of the things I've done in bits and pieces on other sites and seen good success with, right? But to be able to combine everything the article updates with the top authority of the new articles and just slam it all together and have that really nice growth really fast was pretty cool. So like I said, I'm going to get back to pushing on this. I'm going to keep an eye on the growth. And I guess, honestly, just fun seeing how high can I go? I guess usually it's like, how low can you go with the limbo? Right. But yeah. like I think I'm just going to keep going on it and uh, see what happens.
0: I have a ton of follow-up questions. Bring it. So... How did you select the forty posts? Because there were a few hundred articles you said, right?
1: Um, it's just kind of like what I do uh, in the terms of content optimization. What I've always done, like some of the criteria I'll look at, is you know a low impression to click, a high impression but low clicks. Um, I'll just kind of troll through GSC or Ahrefs and kind of see where am I getting impressions but no traffic. Right. And that's kind of my indicator of, hey, Google thinks I kind of know a little bit about here. Let's give it a little bit more information and beef up the article a little bit. So hopefully it starts kind of increasing.
0: Okay. And are there more on the list?
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. There's plenty more. Eventually I'll probably get through um, a lot of it.
0: Okay. So you ID'd like these. top 40 that need some attention you were like good opportunity here
1: yeah and i was trying to go for ones i thought would be like good opportunity like based on seasonality right okay summer's coming what do i have that summary that i can update stuff like that like things i thought would be my whole thing with this was like speed like how fast can i do it so i i didn't like i didn't touch anything for like the holidays or anything like like christmas or thanksgiving Mm. or anything like i didn't bother with that stuff yet i probably should start working on that now quite honestly though (laughs) right um uh, so it was very much like okay what is like the quickest kind of short term result I could get here
0: Perfect Okay and then what did you do to the articles so you probably have a mental sort of checklist where you're I like I
1: literally I think I actually have the checklist that I wrote out for one of my courses like there's literally a checklist um, <laughs> basically it's just make the article better and include what people, when it's already getting impressions for, right? It's very simple. You're adding, you're making them longer. You're adding more content. All things that are important for when you're going to an ad network too is as well, right? Because the more content, the more ads they can put in it and the more money you'll make. Um, add more images, make sure you have a nice featured image, add some Pinterest pins, things like that if you're not already there. But really it's just kind of like bringing that content up to speed. Okay, what am I going to put in it? And just kind of at add, adding more as so it makes sense.
0: Okay. And for the images, do you have a particular source that you like to go to? What's
1: um, it? I use Canva, but what's the other one that's like really popular? I bought it on, um, deposit photos or something like that.
0: Okay. That sounds like photos. something I've seen. Yeah.
1: some um, some whatever. Okay. So Canva or deposit photos or stock photos or, um, Invato Elements, I have a subscription to because it's okay. got like fonts and everything in it. It's like a nice one stop shop. So I'll go there and look for stuff that kind of uh, fits.
0: Okay. Cool. Canvas pretty good too. It's so cheap. Yeah. And do you put any like up. anything special or you just get the stock depends. images?
1: It depends. Sometimes they're stock. Sometimes they're doctored up a little bit. Sometimes there's a little caption. Sometimes I put a little frame. It depends on my mood, mm. honestly.
0: Okay. Great. Anything else with the content improvement?
1: it's just making sure that you have a really good piece of content. So if I'm, let's go back to uh, chainsaws, right? If I'm updating an article on how to sharpen a chainsaw blade, right? I'm going to go and I'm going to look at all the other articles about sharpening chainsaw blades. I'm going to be like, all right, I'm looking at my article that I noticed me updated. Oh, look, I forgot to explain the difference between sharpening gas chainsaw blades and battery powered chainsaw blades i don't even know if that's a thing that's just an example right so it's kind of just making sure that it's a really good piece of content at the end of the day checking your serves checking what your competitors are doing and just trying to be better
0: okay for the 30 new articles you had two pillars can you make up an example for the kind of adjacent topic area that you added here?
1: Oh, uh, yeah. So um, let's just say, let's go back to a lawn and garden website. If it was a generic lawn and garden website, I added pillars on gardening petunias and growing tomatoes, right? Okay. It was stuff that would fit in the niche. Um, the two areas were not related to each other. Um, they were very much self-contained pillars, but they fit with the rest of the site really well.
0: How many articles is a minimum for a pillar or a section or topical cluster or you know, whatever people want to call it?
1: It's hard to say and it really depends. I like to say 10. Like I really like to shoot for 10. Um but like maybe you might be in an area where there just isn't 10. There's only 5 and you really explore that topic. Like if there's only 5 battery chain powered chainsaws in the world and you're doing reviews and there's only 5 of them, you're only going to have 5 posts, right? Um, So I like to start with like 10-ish, right? And kind of go from there, but I will plan out like at least a good 10 articles per pillar and then increment up from there.
0: Do you have more for, or more article ideas for each of those pillars? Yeah,
1: yeah, I do. I have a whole list. I sat and I binged my keyword research for a while and I've got more on the list to do.
0: Gotcha. And for, for the pillars, I've heard people talk about the importance. So let's say- You've identified like six different pillars and you could publish an article for each pillar and just slowly build it up. Or you could publish everything for one pillar. Yeah. So what, what do you do?
1: Uh, I did this. I did two on this particular example. Uh, and I pretty much was just five on this one, five on this one, five on this one, five on this one. Cause I like to do groups of five. Um, I don't think it matters at the end of the day. You might see results faster if you put your effort between one or two filler pillars. But let's also face it that that gets really boring really really fast, right? So, if you have six pillars and you do, you know, one for everyone, it might just take you longer to fill up those pillars. It might take you longer to build results. As long as you're okay with that, I don't see it being a problem, but a lot of it is like what keeps us good and interesting for you? Like I don't know that I could write 10 chainsaw reviews in a row. Like that would probably not make me a happy person, right? And a lot of this is you got to keep yourself motivated, right? Because most of the time you're working is a party of one, right? You got to stay motivated. You want to see the results. So it's a balance between, okay, I can bang at all these pillars, but then I'm going to be so bored. uh, What am I going to do? Now, if you already have a site, and I would say if your content is at least six months to a year old, a year, it's probably better. Like let it simmer in the Google for a year. You can always break up those pillars with updates, right? So if I'm going to sit and I'm going to write that 10 chainsaw pillar, and I just have had enough of chainsaws for the day, but I still want to be productive. Then let me go do a couple updates, right? Switch the context in the brain, go do something else, et cetera, et cetera. So there's a lot of tasks you can kind of build in and keep running lists to bring in when you just need a break from the chainsaws because you've written 10 chainsaw articles and you can't take it anymore.
0: Too much chainsaws. Okay.
1: Too much new All
0: right. Well, and to that point, are you writing all this yourself?
1: Um, some of it, yes. Yeah. Some of that, I do have um, writers working with me too. So it's How many a, writers? It's doing yeah. um, two.
0: Okay, cool. All right, so do you have those pillars? Any Anything else that would help people understand what to do if they're like, all right, I want to add pillars? Because, I mean, you bought this site, but someone has a site, they can add a pillar. Yeah, and, you can like, do this upward. to
1: any site. I would say, um, do your research, right? Start up front and do your research. Like pick pillars that you think you can gain traction in. And again, it depends on what your goal is. Is your goal to be ready for Christmas? Is it ready to be Easter? Is it you have a certain date, a certain time, whatever? Um, that'll kind of drive some of your results. But, you know, it, it's really important to do that upfront planning and keyword research, right? And especially if you're newer, Right. And you just kind of started a site and you didn't really think it down think it through. Take some time and plan yourself five good content pillars with 10 posts each. Now you're not like locked into that for life, right? You can change it later on. But always make sure that you're kind of thinking through your content strategy and evolving it as you progress. Because I might plan out um 50 articles today. I might write 20 and then go back and say, I don't want to do these other three pillars. I'd rather do these instead. That's totally fine, but there's something to be said for kind of planning your content strategy and checking in on it on a regular basis. So I would say like anybody out there, if you're looking for some growth, go just go start looking. Right. And plan yourself maybe one or two more good pillars and kind of start cranking on it. Um, And you can always add more. Keep, keep notes as you do it, because sometimes I'll be like, OK, if we're doing one in garden, I'm really going to focus on petunias right now. But I'm seeing a lot about tomatoes. So I don't want to do tomatoes right now, but let me, let me take a note of that. I'll come back to tomatoes later and do some good keyword research and stuff like that too. But like kind of, it's a balance of putting in the research and learning your niche, but you also don't want to have analysis paralysis that you never do anything because you're always doing keyword research. So again, set your goals. I'm going to plan two pillars, 10 articles each, get your keywords and then start rolling.
0: Okay. I think... Most of this was improving the old content and then adding new content, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So one funny thing, like you've listened to a lot of these and you've been doing this for a little while. It's like, it's the same shit, like over and over again. Um, We could have done this same interview like five years ago and it would have been like the same thing. Mm -hmm. Like, hey, decent blog, had some potential, mostly good, wasn't optimized. It's, It's the same thing. So even with like, whatever, dozens of updates, core oh, yeah, updates absolutely. and other updates. Um, quick uh, question on the content. So you, you are focusing on ads. Uh, my guess is it's mostly informational based. Is there any affiliate yeah, content? Mostly,
1: uh, mostly info based. I do have some affiliate content. I definitely have potential to add affiliate links to the two new pillars I bought, I bro- broke out, but I haven't had, um, I haven't done the research to figure out what affiliate programs I want to use, quite honestly. This started out as a speed numbers game to get the traffic, but I'm definitely un- under monetized. And I think there's definitely some good, probably good affiliate programs I can find for that content as well. So that's something I'm going to be looking at too.
0: Okay. So it's mostly about content. We covered that. Did you do anything else as far as, you know, the technical issues that may have been there? No, like I said, it wasn't,
1: um, like it was, it was a lot of silly stuff. Like I, I just didn't like the theme it was on personally. So I switched out the theme. Um, I didn't like the fonts. I switched the system fonts, like silly things like that. I did a different front page layout, um, interlinking old content, right? So link whisper is an awesome tool for that. I did that. And I will say that as I just started working on the site and putting time and effort into it, I have just seen a lot of content lift in a way that I wasn't expecting. Like things I haven't even touched yet started getting impressions and are slowly getting clicks. Um, for no real apparent reason, I don't think. Like I'm seeing positions, I never know if I should say increase or decrease. I can't get this one right in my head. Closer to the front page. They're going closer to the front <laughs> page, right? Um, so I've just seen the whole site start to lift as I really started putting time and effort into it. Um, uh, which is a nice thing as well. So I think, I think honestly, I'm going to like, uh, like I said, I have some more new content I want to add. Let it simmer, maybe cool down on the optimization a little bit. But I am going to get ahead and start working on holiday stuff because there's some like holiday stuff on it. I need to get that done. But then I'm going to s- kind of start over and look at a whole holistic view at the site of like, okay, what should I optimize? What do I see? A lot of impressions on that kind of stuff. Because I bet it's going to be different than what it was when I started with it, quite honestly.
0: Right. Interesting. So th- do you think the internal linking had something or anything to do I with do. the li- do. overall lift?
1: I do. Because I was also very careful with the new pillars that I did, like linking them all together. Like, because one pillar was all interlinked, one pillar was all interlinked. But like, I would see, I would see themes in the content, and there weren't a lot of links, so I was making sure to add them. I think that always helps. Hmm. Um, quite honestly, I always think that's like a kind of a just good thing to do, and it, it's pretty easy, right? It doesn't take a lot of effort. Um, it's just kind of tedious sometimes, but
0: yeah. W- was there any interlinking? through the site before?
1: There was some, nothing to like really point out or whatever. When it made sense, there was some, but it wasn't like really strategic, I don't think, or anything like that.
0: Okay. And I'll, I'll put a link for Link Whisper for which I'm an affiliate, but it helps you like get, um, basically you can get like reports of your internal linking. You know, what what
1: else It's really good for? If you buy a site, you can Mm -hmm. actually run reports off of the whole site and every link on the site and see what affiliate programs there are and what affiliate links there are. Oh, nice. and just by looking, cause you can see all the different domains that are linked out to and you'd be like, oh, I need to go apply for this affiliate program cause they were using that and I didn't realize it. So it's a really nice way. I- I'm gonna like go on a slow key cause I love yeah. it too. Um, and you can also see like in your articles, like who's clicked, not who, but like what links are being clicked, right? So there's a lot of really good data in it besides helping you kind of link better
0: and the main the main goal is it helps you yes. internally link your site, so it'll point out like if you have a page that has like no links going to it an orphan pages. page <laughs> yeah, so pretty cool and the you you said the theme was probably okay, but you just like another one that you use on yeah. other sites, right
1: pretty much, yeah, it wasn't anything okay. like I said I wasn't crazy about the font, I didn't like the layout of the front page, like stuff like that,
0: probably something I should ask at the beginning. What was like the domain rating or number of links to the site, the age of the site? A um, couple of those do, details. Domain
1: rating is in the forties, so it's been around for a while. It was a good strong site. Um,
0: okay. So DR, which is, is different, 40s. right?
1: So like if your DR is in the 40s, four- so I don't know if a lot of people realize this, but like if we talk like DR or DA, it's actually like a logarithmic scale. Um, so it's really easy to increase your DR. I would say up to like 20, 30 ish is pretty cake usually, but as you go up the scale. There's more, the way I would think about it is there's more distance between each point. So if you're at 40 going to 41, that's farther than going from 20 to 21. So once I, I always felt like up to 20 or 30, was pretty easy. But like, once you start going beyond that, it's a little harder to start growing that.
0: Yeah. And then when you get like over 50 or whatever, yeah, it it's was. really tough. Like you really have to it get was. big links from like pretty powerful pages out there. So, okay. I, I can't
1: remember this. I was doing um, keyword research the other day for a different website and it was a really, really well-named br- no, brand in the US. Like it was like a magazine or something and it had a really low domain rating. Like I was shocked. It was like probably like in the 40s or 50s. I'm like, I wouldn't expect that in like 70s, 80s, 90s because it's like a well-known thing, but it wasn't. Hmm, so I was weird. like, huh, oh, no, really interesting.
0: Yeah, that is brand. odd. Okay, cool. Well- any other details, any other things that uh, you did that helped the site grow so quickly?
1: Um, not really. Other than, like I said, I, I published a lot of content and I updated a lot of content. Uh, I'm going to keep publishing and updating. I'm going to see, uh, you know, I, one thing I like to look at that I haven't done on this site yet is um, there's tools out there that will actually tell you like how many words are in each post. It's a WordPress plugin too that will do it for you. I can't remember the name off the top of my head. But actually just like targeting the shorter content and updating it. That's something I've not done necessarily in the past. But I think it could also be a really good indicator of content that needs updating. Um, like what are the short posts? Let's add more words and all that kind of stuff, too. I've never done it that way. I've always done it based off of like keyword research. So i probably like, OK, let's go look at this article. Oh, look, it's only 500 words. Let's go into GSC at that point and then start looking at it. I haven't tried that yet. So that's, that's another strategy I'm thinking of, just kind of going by um, content length.
0: Cool. That's a good idea. Do you have a target for how much more content you're going to add in the next, say, 12 months or something?
1: Uh, not really. That's probably something worth kind of thinking and planning out, though. Um, I have some more keyword research done, like for probably at least 20 to 30 more articles, but I haven't really put together a plan beyond that. I think there's potential maybe to add some more pillars still and things like that, but I've really been focused on these two. Um and honestly uh I didn't have much of a plan other than how fast can I make this thing go quite honestly I thought it was kind <laughs> of like a little it was just like a fun experiment to do so now I think it's time to kind of say okay let's get it on let's get the rest of the content plan and, and let's kind of pop the strategy like how how big can we take this thing and how big do we want to take that this thing too that's like a consideration too
0: So judging from the n- number of sites in your portfolio you seem to be a, a holder. You're you're not I'm gonna a sell it. I'm a holder. I'm not gonna
1: sell. No, I don't sell. I've never sold a site in my life. Longtime buyer, never seller.
0: Gotcha. Um I don't want to never
1: say never, but
0: yeah, this is a great one, especially if you want to like tell this story over and over again, is to say like, Hey, I bought the site X number of days later, I flipped it, here's the here are the details. People love those sexy headlines. I
1: know. I know. I can't. I can flip it to my other personality. Does that
0: count?
1: <laughs> can I flip it to myself? Does that count?
0: Because there's that, something that would about- That be
1: interesting though, to say yeah. at a certain point, like how much could I flip it for? That would be an interesting study yeah. to do. Not that and I would actually love
0: it. How is it? I'm like a digital it hoarder. Before.
1: I'm a digital hoarder. <laughs> yeah. Um, it was actually on Mediavine, but the traffic had dropped, so they wouldn't keep it on. Um, yeah. There were- not many there were some affiliate links not much um but it was uh when they sold it it was like no you can't stay because your traffic's too low so I'm like well how do i fix that let me go do it
0: oh gotcha did you did you know that was going to happen yeah, or was I that a that surprise you? nope okay.
1: i knew going in that that was what the deal was okay. um so i've never done that before though like i've never been like oh let me take in a site that's making money and buy it and it won't make a penny. Like that doesn't seem like a good, yeah. doesn't necessarily seem like a good strategy. But after like, you know, spending time looking at it, I felt reasonably confident that, okay, I don't know how long it's going to take me exactly, but I could probably do it. Uh, I think I was saying like, oh, if, you know, if I could do it in six months, that would be nice. Yeah. Um, so I think there, there was a little motivation behind that too, right? To sort of buy an asset that was making money. You bought an asset and it no longer makes money. Well, how do you change that quickly?
0: <laughs> do you, was the price, um, did the did the price reflect that?
1: Yeah, it did.
0: Okay, so you got a nice deal. Cool.
1: Yeah. All
0: right, very good. Uh, well, anything else about the site or the process or the plan, anything else you want to throw in here?
1: Um, Not really. I will say this, that originally I wanted to ha- hang out for 100,000 pages and go to AdThrive because I've not tried AdThrive yet. But once I saw this thing starting to fly. I was like, you know what? I know I know Mediavine. I like Mediavine. We're just putting it right back there for now. So at some point, do I say let me go try Ad Thrive with it? I don't know actually. Maybe I will. Um but that was actually my original plan. I would, I've never tried Ad Thrive. Let me hold out and go to Ad Thrive, but I couldn't hold out. I got too excited. I saw the numbers climbing and I'm like, all right, let, let's let's do something with this thing.
0: Cool. So I all will right. I, I
1: it's probably be interesting to see how long or how much longer it would have taken me to get to Ad Thrive. And actually, if I look at the numbers and the projections, it would have only been holding out for an extra month to get there, I think, by the rate of growth. But um,
0: yeah. we'll see. Gotcha. All right. Well, we'll check in when it when it grows. And the other thing I'll do, I usually don't, but I'll put in a link. I think uh, Motion Invest has a lot of like sites that I know the audience would be interested in checking out. Did you mention where you picked up this site?
1: No, I bought it at, uh, Niche Investor, which formerly was blogs for sale. Chelsea Clark. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: cool. I've
1: known her for a long time. She's kind of a blog broker, right? This is what she does. She's facilitates the sales of digital assets, blogs, which is better than the metaverse, right? Like I could have go bought like a piece of land in the metaverse, I guess, instead, but I figured this was a better type yeah. of thing to do. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. Are people doing that? I don't know. I don't know. I
1: think people still do it. Or NFT. I could have bought an NFT of a website instead of an actual website.
0: So I will link up to a couple of those places, some marketplaces. And a lot of times what you should do is um, check them all out because typically these companies, um, just like the fucking actual real estate investors, they lock you in, right? So like, there's some exclusive deal and you cannot list elsewhere. Which kind of sucks. I, I hate the real estate industry altogether. So, different topic, different day. But anyway, these the people I'll link to, they're cool, but they're still ex- <laughs> exclusive deals. So, if you're shopping around, like, look at all the places because there's not like, there's not cross posting. And yeah, you're, you're not going to see listed. the same
1: thing every place, right? You're only going to see it one place.
0: Yeah, yeah. Which, yeah, I, I never even drew the parallel, but I'm like, yeah, it's like, oh, my I got you think
1: about it. And yeah, then they're, they're
0: locking you in. It's so stupid. So anyway, (laughs) but they have the audiences. So people list their sites there and that's the the best place to get the sites typically. So, all right, cool. Melissa, where can people find you to learn more?
1: Absolutely. Head over to my website. It is melismadigital.com. Doug will put a link in the bottom because I probably shouldn't have picked the brand name so close to my actual name. That might have not been the best plan, but that's what we're going with. So
0: it's uh i'm i suck at branding you know i don't do it basically i don't have a logo. no you're
1: you're doug know, that's it yeah, you're doug you left good at that and it's worked really well for you i tried to be all yeah. cute and kicking people yeah, like exactly. could you spell that right yeah like, that, i was gonna say yeah, if you have to spell out. it got type out bad. yeah
0: if you have to well, spell it then it. I don't know. it's uh anyway but i'm not good at branding so anyway i'll link it up people will be (laughs) able to find it are you on like social and other shit too
1: yeah yeah instagram i try it's not going well but uh mostly my website's probably the best way to find me all
0: right cool thanks melissa we'll check in when you uh hit 100k
1: all right sounds good